The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. such thing as death, life is only a dream, and we are the imagination of ourselves. My third eye, prying open your thought, truth, and reality, questioning everything and anything from conspiracies, cryptic, spiritual, natural healing, and everything else there is to encounter. Everything we think is not real, just might be real. Welcome, Welcome to, to my third eye. I was I was wearing my I was wearing my uh, I have a shirt that says MAGA or a hoodie. It says MAGA, but it, it's in graffiti, and it's black, and it says MAGA in white, and underneath MAGA in small letters, it says Make America Gangster Again. And I was wearing that the other day, and he came in, and he was like, are you really wearing a fucking MAGA sweatshirt? I've never even met someone that is fucking brave enough to wear that. And I was like, oh, hang on a second, brother. Let me show you something that I actually do have that will blow your fucking socks off and I pulled out a red hoodie that says MAGA in normal MAGA writing and on the back of it it says liberals can suck a dick (laughs) oh and welcome back to my third eye yes Uh, fun and exciting episode I had with uh, the one the only podcast uh, host that got kind of the week. That is none other than Catalyst Jones from the White Rabbit Podcast. Yes, he was on the show, and we had a, a great time. Also, um, out now on his Patreon, uh, I was recently a guest on his show. So go uh, go show him some love. Go go uh, hit up his Patreon and uh, check out the uh, conversation him and I had. It was a blast, and uh, 
can't wait to do it again. And speaking of Patreon, patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast, three, five and $10 tier. Come on, just sign up for the five, five bucks, $5 tier. Easy peasy. Simple as that. And uh, you get all the videos, all the, all the episodes ad free. And I've been putting a little extra time in, into the, the videos on post-production. So I hope you guys like them. I'm trying some new stuff here. And uh, yeah, so sign up for the Patreon. Come on. Love my Patreons. And uh, also, if you have pets, okay? I have pets. I have dogs. Um, newest episode of Cunt. My big dog, Bane, was in here flapping his ears around and shaking his head. And he, he looks like Hooch from Turner, Turner and Hooch. He, he has French Mastiff in him. So his lips were flapping, flapping, flapping. However, that's not his issue. Sometimes he gets uh, he pulls a shoulder muscle playing with the coon hound. So I have to give him some CBDs. Where do I get my CBDs? PurePetWellness.com. I enter Ghost to check out. I get 20% off. But guess what? If you do the same thing... You get 20% off. So that's ghost at checkout at purepetwellness.com for all your pet CBD needs. And hurry while supplies last with dangerousworldpodcast.com for your conspiracy soap. Okay? Conspiracy soap, dangerousworldpodcast.com. Go there. Get them while the getting's good. We're running out. All right. I'm going to jump out of here. I hope you love and like this episode. I always have a blast talking with the, uh, the, the cunt himself catalyst jones so uh sit back relax and uh go show him some love oh ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another fun and exciting episode of m3e and today in the third eye zone i have returning guest and friend of the show and friend in real life catalyst motherfucking jones how are you my friend what up brother thank you thank you for having me i thought i might have been 86 from anything that you do from my last appearance on cunt but uh thanks for having me back hey yeah i redeemed you with cunt of the week all right you got cunt of the week and we moved on all right i'm a forgiving kind of fella you know i i found humor in it i got that i got that award on my mantle above the fireplace and and everybody walks in and they're like what is cunt of the week and i'm like yo man it it takes a lot to get cunt of the week so I, i i have that Pride. Yeah. <laughs> we should get you a shirt made up. I was once cunt of the week, <laughs> but yeah, he's from the uh, the White Rabbit podcast. Uh, if you guys aren't familiar, back when the tavern was uh, still up and running and actually coming to a, an end that I didn't know it was at the time, uh, just got kind of burnt out. But he, uh, the last month of the tavern, uh, I gave him the keys to the to the building and and he ran the show. And I can't thank you enough for doing that. Uh, it was a crazy time, a lot of things going on, and I just needed a backpedal on my end just to, you know, kind of t- regroup, rebrand-ish, not maybe rebrand, but rethink some directions where I want to take M3E. And, you know, we, we've been talking back and forth, you know, in, in real life, uh, not over the computer and stuff. So you kind of know where, where my head is on, on that mode, so I don't want to speak too much on it. But, man, uh, it's nice to have you back in, in the seat and... Hopefully you're getting ready to pump out some new content. I know you dropped a, a new episode, and it's been a little bit. So, yeah, man, uh, I I, I want to say thank you for giving me the keys to that building because in doing so, that last month that you were doing the tavern, um, and you just gave me full fucking control of it, I was able to get podcasters together that I don't think would have ever come together, and I'm watching certain people 
go on other people's shows that I don't think would have ever happened. And I think it's fucking awesome. So like, not only thank you for me, but thank you for those people that we got to introduce to each other. Cause that was awesome. And man, I hope that eventually when things settle down for you and you get back into a, a groove, maybe you can bring back the tavern at least like once a month, man, because that was, that was so much fun. That was like a party for all of us. It was, it was. And it, it, it's funny you say that. Cause it was a couple weeks ago. I didn't have anything going on on a Friday. Uh, I don't know. It could have been during the holidays as well. And I was sitting watching a movie or something, you know, sitting there and having a couple beers. And I'm like, man, I kind of have the hankering to do the tavern. I, I wish I would have sent out in- invitations, but I, but it, during the week I didn't have that hankering. You know what I mean? It wasn't until Friday rolled around. And I was like, man, I kind of miss doing those, those taverns, you know? And, and like you said, it, it was a, when I started it, it was like a thank you and a give back. I, it, that was the purpose of it. It was to bring other podcasters together that normally wouldn't, you wouldn't think would even interact and, you know, maybe get, you know, it's all about networking. And, you know, it was kind of like, hey, you know, now you met this person, you met that person. Hey, yeah, remember we met at the tavern. Yeah. Ghost was trashed. <laughs> well, I'm sure a lot of people say Catalyst was trash too, so that's fine. It's the tavern. You're supposed to drink and have a good fucking time. So that was that was my Friday night parties, man. That was awesome. Um, but you just brought up that I'm back. Yeah, I'm back, man. I've, I've been going through some personal things myself. You know, a lot of my listeners know that uh, shit really hit the fan for me. I was basically homeless in September. Uh, finally getting back on my feet now. I fucking landed in Reno. I got an apartment and getting everything back up and rolling, but I couldn't have done it without the listeners because honestly, when I was going through that hard time, one of them started up uh, a gift send go for me. And that money that was raised, I, I like literally cried at how many people donated to that. And that money that people donated kept me alive for two months. So like, I can't even thank everybody enough. That was just fucking amazing. But we are back uh, Sean Chris has rejoined White Rabbit as the co-host, and boy, do we have some fucking crazy guests lined up for you this year. You know, like these motherfuckers aren't real, right? Uh, I can't, I can't wait for that, and I hope, I hope to God, it it it, it pulls through because that'll be a, a a fucking fun episode. And congratulations on getting back in touch with with Sean again. And, you know, the original co-host of the White Rabbit back in the day. Well, not the OG original original, but the OG that made his name in my show. And I was like, okay, this is the guy. Because, yes, I did. I did have a few like tryouts, you know, like a Mm -hmm. 90 day probation period. And I've had to get rid of a bunch of people. But, yeah, no, Sean, he was the man. Our chemistry was there perfect we don't always see eye to eye on everything and i don't want a co-host that's just gonna fucking yes man everything that i say right and uh yeah and now sean and i got in contact and uh you know we're gonna be doing a show and i'd like to get the three of us together to do a show as well um but yeah uh, if you guys aren't familiar with sean chris's work he's from the kill the mockingbirds podcast and that that's uh been revamped recently in in a very nice way um I, I'm trying to say that in in a polite type type of tone, as you will. But going back to the listeners and helping you out, a lot of people don't realize what the listeners support and just the little bit of even even that random DM. Man, love the show. 
Thank you. You get me through my day, yada, yada, yada. You start a Patreon, you know, you grow it from the ground up, you know, and I don't have a huge following on Patreon, but I have enough that, you know, it helped me upgrade to a new computer a year ago. It helped me upgrade to the Roadcaster, you know, and, and it was all because of their support for the show. And, you know, I'm not trying to be rich off a Patreon or putting ads in, you know, my episodes, but I do come home from a 40 plus hour work week, sit down, then you're, you know, you edit audio and now I'm starting, thanks to your help, figuring out how to do video editing and, and, and what have you. And you're doing a great job, by the way. I'm, tr- I'm trying, I'm trying. It, it, it's not kicking my ass as much as it was, but you know, it's, it's all these behind the scenes things that us podcasters do because we want to give a great product to to the listener. And when when they step up and be like, yo, he's on hard times. I love his show. Boom, let, let's let's raise some money. I mean, I would have been in tears too. And I and I don't I don't squirt tears all that often, but I that would have brought me to tears. That that would have brought me down to a knee. It was it was pretty emotional and I can't I can't even thank everybody enough. You know, one of these days I'll pull myself together enough to where I can just do a thank you video to everybody, but um, it's still so new that I don't know if I could do it without getting teary eyed, and I'm not putting myself crying on the internet ever again. <laughs> hey, you know, some people say, "Oh, men don't cry." I think it takes a. I, I think that is what makes a man. If you see a man actually come to tears, I mean, if you if you can't tell me because you have a daughter, I have a daughter. If you can't tell me at one point in your entire life that you didn't look over at your daughter that she did something or whatever and it brought a tear to your eye then you ain't a dad and you ain't a man just gonna i'm just gonna put that out there you know having a boy is a little different because you gotta you want to raise him to be a little tough you know what i mean and you might squirt a tear behind the scenes you're never going to show him you're squirting a tear but your daughter daughters are different and, and and it's crazy but i don't know squirting squirting some tears helps you know you got to get the little alligators out yeah, you know, because if you don't, man, it just builds up, and then you become an angry person, and uh, and then you become a liberal, and then that sucks. Yeah, and then then you dye your hair purple or blue <laughs> or blue, and then you can't stop talking about how bad Trump is, even though you don't know anything about right. him. Um, uh, you you spoke of chemistry um, with you and Sean. I feel that's yeah. that's the that's kind of the same with with Ryan and I. You know what I mean? I don't him and I don't. We see eye to eye on a lot, but there's there's a lot that we don't, and um, I think that's I, I think that's what when people tune tune into the to, to con, the the news show, they like the pushback or they like how I you know maybe bring humor in in, in an off the wall way that he's just like huh what <laughs> and, like, and like totally blindside him and what have you. But there is that that age gap that that also helps too. But when you find somebody that you can have that chemistry with, that's why you're a returning guest on, on this show. Um, this has got to be your fourth or fifth time, including maybe even more uh, if you include the taverns and what have you. But you can sit here and, and have a conversation. You're not sitting there trying to pick and suck and pick and suck and and try to carry a, a, an episode. And you're like, fuck, that was hard. You know what I mean? Like people, oh, you just sit down and talk to people. Yeah, you ever talk to somebody that doesn't really have much to say? <laughs> it's hard. Okay, you brought it back to talking to people because you were saying pick and suck. And I was like, wait, are we still talking about podcasting? Oh, yeah. Well, you got to pick your nose and suck some balls. Like I, I, I was joking about starting an OnlyFans when Ryan brought it up, but uh, it never actually happened. Actually, I do have an OnlyFans account. They just won't let me upload my podcast to it. That's so. crazy. 
because I, I remember when Ryan was, was going through all that and they had to verify you and do all this crazy shit. He ended up was like, hey, fuck this. You know what I mean? Like, it was just too much. And then you took it a little bit further, and then you're like, yeah, they won't even let me upload my shit. And it's like, well, what's the difference between a podcast or some lady showing her feet or hoo hoo-ha? <laughs> you know what I you mean? Know, I know. It's crazy, right? It's like they'll they'll let me, like, do sexual shit. Not that I've tried, but that's what OnlyFans is, basically, right. you know? And and I just thought it was cool when Ryan brought that up. I was like, fuck yeah, man, because I already made a meme that said follow my OnlyFans as a joke. Uh-huh. And then I don't know if that put the seed in his brain, like, actually, let's do an OnlyFans. And I was like, fuck yeah, let's do an OnlyFans, like, well, it, but put our podcast on it. It's a marketing genius from a podcast it's, standpoint. You know what I mean? So fucking absolutely. But, you know, unless you're, like, fucking playing with yourself in front of a camera, I guess they don't really want it. So, Well, the, you know, the weirdos and the creeps behind OnlyFans, you know, they watch the videos for free. They don't have to pay for them. So if we're watching two guys podcast or, you know, whatever, a, a guy and a female guest and, and, and the female isn't showing her boobs or doing something off the wall or you're not st- sitting there ho- hollowing out a fucking uh, russet potato and sticking your dick in it, they don't want to watch it. Bro, have you seen that there is actually a porno podcast where this guy has like basically it's just a casting couch, but it's a podcasting, it's a podcast and he'll get a male and uh and then a female actress and then he interviews them and then at the end of the show they fuck each other are you serious i'm fucking dead serious i don't i don't and this shit and this shit is blowing up it is like it's huge because he'll have on famous uh like uh actresses and then sometimes he'll have on a male actor but most of the time it's just like a normal random guy that might be a fan or something and and just interviewing him and then fucking well will you give him a blowjob right here in front of us and then it just fucking goes down i haven't actually watched these but people have sent me uh videos like explaining what's what's going on like i i don't actually watch them not saying i don't watch porn because i do i'm i'm a victim of the porn industry but uh i i haven't watched that yet yeah that is i shouldn't sit here and say it surprises me because it doesn't because i mean that industry is huge for a reason. So someone sitting there in that industry and being like, yo, let's start a podcast, but yet kind of still keep it in making a movie aspect. You, you put two and two together. It's kind of, you know, it, it it's a no brainer for, for that from yeah, their I standpoint. Wonder, I wonder if that, I wonder if they would allow that podcast on OnlyFans. Oh, I bet you they would guarantee yeah. that. What it, what if I did a podcast that just talked about porn but didn't actually show anything? Anyways, this is all just hypothetical, but <laughs> I, I wouldn't actually want to do a podcast about porn because then I would have to watch porn all the time to actually have an opinion about these people. So, Yeah. I, mm, I, I feel gross after I watch porn. I always feel like, oh, man, what the fuck did you just do that for? That was fucking dumb. You know? But I feel a lot better after watching porn than just randomly hooking up with somebody because I was a dog, man. I'm not going to lie. I lost count in my 20s after I hit 60-something people. It's, it's well over 150 now. Damn. And I, holy shit. I was I was a piece of shit, and I was also I was also a, a musician. So you know, when I did shows, I would have, even though they weren't like my groupies. There's if you fucking perform in a club, 
there's always going to be at least two or three girls in the audience that want you to take them to your hotel room with them. Oh, I, like, I, it, I can it, see that. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, we saw a show. Oh, you were the singer. Oh, my God. Or you were the bassist or the guitarist or drummer. Yeah. Oh, blah, 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 blah. I get it. Yeah, so you in my I mean? 20s, I took advantage of that shit. I was, I was a dog. I was a piece of shit. And I was married, which is even worse. Ooh. So. Yeah, ouch. <laughs> I'm a very different person now, just by the way. So. <laughs> I am a Christian now, and I have very different values and beliefs. I've actually been celibate for over a year. So, Is that by choice? It is by choice. So the first year, it was just to prove my prove to myself that I could do it. And then after that year hit and I'm like, all right, I hit a year. Now I can fuck whoever I want. But going that year, now I'm extremely picky. So basically anybody that I really do want to have sex with is out of my range anyway. So here's the way I look at it, especially in my forties and thinking uh, about how reckless I was in my past and everything now, but now, if I'm not willing to have a kid with you, then I'm not having sex with you, mm. and I'm not willing to have another kid. So <laughs> <laughs> that that is a very good strategy. Um, I, I've I've talked about this now and again uh, with different people. You know, we're we're in our forties. You know, I'm I'm on the upper end of mine, and seeing you know even a few years ago, like when. 40 41 42 people from high school they're having kids and it's like dude what the fuck like why would you sorry i don't want to sound selfish but why the fuck would you want to have a kid at 40 because when they graduate you're going to be 60 yeah no i was actually uh i was i met a girl on on facebook she actually started hitting me up and then she was like you have a podcast but it's like does anybody even listen to your podcast? Because you get like one or two likes on every post that you do. And I was like, bitch, follow me on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Like fuck off of Facebook. Yeah. (laughs) And so she hit up Instagram and she's, we, we started talking and hitting it off and everything. The first red flag was we were talking one night and she said, Hey, can we just have a normal conversation? Does everything have to be political or conspiracy? And I was like, Oh, well, actually, no, because I don't know how to talk about anything other than that. So, um, so yeah, if that's an issue with you, then that's not going to work. Right. And she's also in her 40s. Uh, she's 42. Uh, banging, though, like super hot. And, and like her mental is right. But here's the thing. She never had a kid. And she wants to have, and she wants to have a kid. The and ba- I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm just I'm not. Like my daughter just turned eighteen. I'm, I'm not fucking starting that whole process over again. No, no. It, it it's kind of like, and and people out there don't take this the wrong way, but it's like, do you want a kid? Is like, do I really want to get a a new puppy? Like, do I want to go through the whole potty training, cleaning the poop, changing diapers? You know, the whole it's. It kind of goes hand in hand. A dog, though, learns a lot quicker and doesn't take as much time. But, you know, I, I get it. They're humans. I don't want to start over. I, absolutely not. I do not. I that's why it. my wife, is, you know, I tease her. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad you're spayed. She's like, I'm not spayed. I, I have my tubes tied. I'm like, the same thing. Bob Barker. You know what I mean? 
We ain't having kids. <laughs> well, um, shit, what was I going to say? Uh, let's backtrack like 30 seconds. I had a point I was going to make and then... Oh, about having kids and, in 40s and, you know, her, the girl that you were talking to, you oh, know, yeah, her, her here's maternal the thing. clock's here's kicking. The thing. So, I'm against abortion. So, I... If a girl gets pregnant, like I'm, I'm that's it. Like I, 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 I fucked up. I'm gonna own this, and this is what we're gonna do. You know, like uh, I've actually, I was in a five year relationship with somebody who I thought was the one, and she ended up getting an abortion. And I told her I don't support it at all. Like we're not doing this. And then I was at work, and she called me, and she was like, "I'm at Planned Parenthood right now. It'd be nice if you were here with me to support me." And I was like, well, first off, you didn't tell me you were going to Planned Parenthood today. And second off, I do not support this in any way, shape, or form. And if you murder our child, then we are done. Mm. And and she did. She murdered the child. We were done. Like, I, I stick to my, my guns on that one because now I'm going to hell because of your fucking decision. But um, – and I don't I don't believe that. But at the time, I at the time, I was like – that's where my mental state was. Right. Uh, but here's the thing is when my daughter was, I didn't even want to have kids. No, to be same, honest with you. same. I didn't either. I, like, unless I, unless I was like extremely financially stable and, and could provide them with what I didn't have when I was growing up, I did not want to have kids. However, shit happens. And like I said, I'm against abortion. So I had my daughter, she, turned out better than I am, man. She has a better brain than I do. She makes more money than me at 18. She just fucking took her first trip by herself and paid for her own trip to Hawaii. And she just graduated last year. So like, come on, I did a good job. Yes. But, but this world right now that we live in, if you want to bring a kid into this world that we live in, it's going to be fucked up. And, and I'm telling you, man, this year, this year is going to be the craziest year that anybody alive has, excuse me, has ever been through. Oh yeah, this is this. Uh, it's an election year. We, we're, we're already at the precipice of people going either way, right? Mm -hmm. Like we have far leftists just ready to fucking go. We have far rightists just ready to go. Obama's putting out these fucking civil war movies and shit trying to fucking add fuel to the fire and shit or basically predictive programming of what's going to happen. So man, if like I don't want to be I don't want to be I what what is the word like uh careless and end up bringing somebody into a world where in 2 or 3 years we're going to be like living in like on the move guns fighting for survival type of shit. Now I'm not saying that is going to happen, but I'm not saying it's not a possibility. Right. And and I'm not trying to bring somebody into a world like that. Not only am I not trying to bring somebody into a world world like that, but as a, a survivalist, you can't survive if you have a fucking baby. You you can't. Uh -uh. In a world like that, it it it's fucking kill or be killed. Mhm. Mm and I'm the same way, you know. I, I carry a uh, a backpack with me every day. Has all my survival gear in it. This time of year, it gets changed out with uh, you know, some more cold weather, you know, uh, survival items and what have you. 
but I, I started carrying that years ago when, you know, I, I got a job and there's times where I'd be two, 300 miles away making a delivery in a day. And I started thinking, you know, if shit really did hit the fan and I'm on my way back and I have a couple hundred miles to go, I don't have anything in this truck to start a fire, to build a shelter, to maybe even make a trap or, or anything, I'd be fucked. So I started slowly piecing together one and, and it grew and grew and grew. And now it probably weighs close to 60 pounds. You know what I mean? But you know, I, it's my backpack. I take it and it, and it goes everywhere with me. And if shit does hit the fan and I'm on the road, I know I'm going to get back. I, I I'm going to be okay. It might take a while because you're going to be huffing it on or hoofing it on, on foot. But you know what? Yeah, you, you have a chance to survive and and live and come home to your family. Yeah. So I know you were in the branch of the Navy. Now, yeah. it is it's very it's, different. It was not in the Navy. In, I thought you were in the Navy. You Air were in, Force. What were you? Oh, you were in the Air Force. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know much. I don't know much about the Air Force. Um, I, I'm just curious. Do they teach you survival skills like in basic training and shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We uh, everybody knocks. You know, the air. Oh, it's the shortest one. It's the easiest. Maybe physically, it, it is a little bit easier than the, the other branches, but mentally, it's the toughest. Um, you have to be a smart motherfucker. To and I'm not sitting here patting myself on the back. You just that, that's what they drill. And but you do. I think it was like four nights. It was it was like almost like a week. Uh, we'd hike out to this like area that was wooded. Uh, you had your tents and what have you, and you took turns. And you know they taught you different shit. And that's where we you know qualified with the M M sixteen at the time and, and and what have you. But yeah, I mean they teach you the basics. But you know being growing up a hunter and a camper, I already kind of I already had an edge on it. You know what I mean. And then I took that uh, from what I you know, learned there. Now, obviously I was a weapons loader, so I didn't really need to learn any more survival tactics to load a bomb or a missile, um, on a jet, but there are different positions in within the air force. I mean, you have your tac P's and, and what have you there's the air force special forces get zero cred out of everybody's like, Oh, seal team six, the Navy seals. Um, when it takes a minimum of two years to become a special forces operator, that's that's the Air Force because every one of them has to be a, a doctor, a sniper. They have to, they have to be all of that. Where you take like the Navy SEALs, okay, we ha- we have you know each one has their own little position. No, these motherfuckers are taught to do it all, and it, it, it's crazy and. You know, and these- what about army? What about army rangers? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a story, and I don't know if I've ever told this story on a podcast. Um, but around the time my daughter was born, I was living in Carson City, Nevada, and I worked for the Carson City Starbucks distribution and roasting plant, where they make all the coffee and package it and distribute it out to basically the 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 whole Western United States. While I was, I worked there for like four, four to six years. I can't remember the exact amount of time, but while I was there, um, and there was one night I, I ended up becoming a supervisor and there was one night we were opening boxes 
and laying shit out for the next shift. And this box, as I'm cutting it with a box cutter, my my knife kept slipping out at one certain spot. And I was like, yo, fuck this. And I and I went against the rule that you're always taught while using a knife and I cut towards me. And so I opened, I went to go open that box and I pulled the knife towards me and I ended up slicing my wrist that I have a huge scar and it cut the main artery in my hand or in my arm and it was shooting out blood like a fucking Quentin Tarantino movie. And I'm like holding my wrist and it's just flapped open. It's fucking gross. It's gnarly. Just I'm losing so much fucking blood. And I run over to the production manager who was on shift at the time, and he's an ex-Army Ranger. And he didn't even fucking hesitate, bro. He took his belt off. He made a tourniquet. He put it on my upper arm. I still ended up passing out because I lost so much blood. But he saved my fucking life. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, like, so I, I feel like all of them are going to have a little bit of medical uh, knowledge oh, yeah. to Absolutely. Um, we, especially in special, when it comes to special forces, yes, they're they're all going to have that training. You know, uh, we we called it first aid buddy care. Um, even as weapons, you know, we still had to practice it and uh, what have you. Um, you know, just in case a situation like that went down, you knew the primitives. Uh, if you were out somewhere, you know, you scrounge up something. Like, okay, he scrounged up his belt, made a tourniquet, stopped the bleeding. You know, saved your life. Um, I've told this story a few times, and this was man years ago. The wife and I it was a it was a Fourth of July weekend. We decided to take the kayak out, and I have a two two man kayak, and we packed a lunch, some waters, what have you. We were just gonna make a day of it. We went out on the Susquehanna River. Um, there's her late Nana owned an island out there, so we were gonna kind of go explore it awesome. yeah so we we're, we're gonna go explore it and you know have a good time and and i had my machete with me the, hang on i'm gonna interrupt you have you checked out the will uh no why I'm, I'm curious if you're getting left an island oh no that went to um my aunt or her her aunt and her mom they, they were the sisters so they each own a half um, oh, it's still in the family. It's still in the family. Epstein, yes. Epstein doesn't have anything to do with it. No, 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 uh-uh. <laughs> no. <laughs> you ain't. You no. <laughs> Not even close. But uh, to, we we get out there, and I had this machete with me, and and I had a friend sharpen it, and it was freshly sharpened, and it was really sharp. And we're walking around. We get out there, and we weren't there for maybe an hour or whatever. And beautiful day. I'm walking around i see this little path and i grabbed this like a part of a tree branch and i went to to hack it off well when i did my back foot slipped in the mud and i whacked myself right here on on my wrist right right like right right where where i have mine yeah right where the thumb main artery yep where people well no to kill them my mine wasn't um on the main artery it was more on the side of of the the wrist oh you got lucky but okay. it's where the main tendon for your your thumb comes down. Okay. Oh shit. Yeah. So I'm like, oh shit. And she's like, what? What? And I was like, ah, I just fucking cut myself. She's like, let me see. And I, I I walk over and I show her, and you can see the bone down in there. And she's like, oh my god, oh my god, you need to rinse this off. 
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Off. As we're standing in the Susquehanna River that is, like, just dirty, right? I'm like, I ain't, no. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, wait, but you have to clean it. I was like, let's just get back to the kayak. We have bottled water there, and we'll go from there. So we get back there, get get an ice-cold bottle of water out. I'm pouring it over it, you know, just kind of rinsing it off, you know, kind of taking a gander at it. She comes over. Now, she's kind of freaking out, but trying to stay cool at the same time, but not, you know, she's no offense but she's being a woman you know what i mean like she wants to help but doesn't know how to help and i looked down i said look i said rip a piece of my shirt off right here just rip it off i don't care how how much it of the shirt you take just rip it off she's like okay so she's ripping it off and i'm still pouring water over the over the wound i said what i want you to do i said I want you to wrap that around a couple times. So she wrapped it around a couple times. I'm soaking soaking the cloth in water. And I said, now, tie that right where my cut is, right right where that, that wound is. I said, I want you to tie the tightest knot you've ever tied in, in your entire life. And so she's she yanks it down. I'm pouring water the whole time. And she ties it off real good. And I was like, okay, cool. I said, now we're going to get in the kayak and we're going to go back. I said, can I have a cigarette first? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and this is when I still smoke cigarettes. So I light up a cigarette. I just was like, okay, you know, just trying to keep my cool. All right, just let me relax. You know, just for a second, I know we're going to, we have to go clear across the, the river. I get two drags of the cigarette down, and I see her in the kayak starting to take off. I'm like, where are you going? And she's like, I thought you were in, the, I said, you said, I, I, I just wanted a cigarette. And she's like, we have to get going, look at the clouds. I look up, I'm like, oh, shit, it looks like it's going to fucking rain. Well, it, it, the river's getting a little white cappy a little bit you know not huge but like when i say white cappy like little you know maybe like six inch little waves you know in it yeah you know, it's getting whatever the wind's blowing i'm like oh shit yeah and i'm like well fuck we don't want to be on the river if there a lightning storm comes so i was like all right fine get in and she's like i'll get us over there i'll get us over there right so i'm sitting in the back she's sitting in the front and and she's she's trying right okay she ha- she has a 250 pound man in the back of this plus all the gear and she's just trying 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 i'm like i look at my cigarette i'm like well it was nice knowing you and i throw it out i'm like eh, I'll, I'll have one when we get to the other side so i grab the 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 kayak oars and i i start helping and we're going we're going she's like oh look you know she's feeling good about herself all of a sudden she looks back she's like what the fuck are you doing you're not supposed to be helping i'm like we ain't getting across this river if i ain't helping okay it's just not going to happen. So we get across, get the kayak. Long story short, we get back to the house. I was like, I, I wanted to go to the ER, but it was a holiday weekend. And I was like, fuck. I was like, so let me see if my local, my doctor's office that I normally go to, 
could take me and maybe give me some stitches. That's all I needed. I didn't want an x-ray. I knew nothing was broke. I still had somehow a function of my thumb and where I cut it. I don't know how I didn't cut the tendon. And You never lost feeling? Uh, not, I mean, I had... I had a little bit of nerve damage for for a little while. I mean, I have like I can I have full feeling back in in, in my thumb, but uh, for longest time, I mean, for a good year, the scar tissue and everything else that that came with that, dude. I mean, it, it hurt to use my wrist and and because I just went right back to work and you know doing what we do in the building trades. But I go to leave. I'm sitting in the car and I'm looking down. Right, I'm t- I'm. I'm looking for the number for the doctor's office she thinks i'm passed out so out comes my stepson he's like you okay i'm like yeah why oh mom thought you passed out i'm like no i'm going i'm just going to the local hospital and she's like oh or he's like oh okay well mom wanted me to give you this and he he throws like 60 bucks at me right i'm like what's that for she's like he's like i don't know she just said to give it to you and she now this time she's in full panic mode right i'm like all right whatever so i get up to the doctors they they take me in and they look at this dressing that I have on it, right? And they're like, oh, this is going to stick. This this might hurt taking it apart. And they untie it, and they start unraveling it, and they're like, holy shit, like it, it didn't even really bleed. I said, I know. I know I know what I'm doing. I know how to dress a wound. And they're like, I'm actually impressed. I said, well, you can thank your military for that. And, you know, they stitched me up, and, you know, like I said, the scar tissue and everything else for the longest time, it was about a year, year and a half till it finally subsided, but... How I did not cut the tendon to that thumb is beyond me. And even the doctor said that. He's like, I don't know how you didn't cut your tendon. Like, to where you where you hit should have cut your tendon. I'm like, oh, I don't know. So, someone was looking out for me. Bro, because cause I did. I did. When I, when I split my wrist open, I did cut my tendon. So from the tip of my thumb right here all the way down to right here, when I do this, it, it's tingly. Even even still, and Tingle- this is like seventeen years ago. Tingling a little cold. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you this: Do you have any metal in your body? Ah, uh, not that I'm. Uh, no, not that I'm aware of. Okay, so when I was, I, I used to be a semi-professional skateboarder, and uh, we were doing a, a, a skateboarding video for Four One One Video Magazine, and this was when I was up and coming. I thought I was going to be the hottest shit, like the biggest fucking skateboarder up and coming and everything. And so when 401 is like, yo, we want to do a segment on Brad, I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, this is my time to shine. I'm going to do the biggest tricks that anybody's ever seen on this fucking video. And so we we were in L.A. at the time, and we went to Sherman Oaks in Los Angeles, and there's this 10-stair rail at a, at a high school that is like kind of a famous rail where people would like uh, board slide or do like a 50-50. I think one person did a 5-0 grind on it, but that was the biggest fucking trick that anybody ever did. And I was like, fuck that shit, dude. I'm going to do a KO grind, which is where your trucks, uh, only the back trucks of your skateboard land on the rail and your board is kind of crooked and you're standing. It just looks cool as shit when you're sliding down the rail, like because you're kind of crooked and your board is lifted up. And I'm going to I'm going to do a K grind down this motherfucker and then I'm going to come off of it backside switch. So the very first attempt, 
I got scared and I ran. I like I, I was coming up to the rail and I was like, fuck. And I speed checked myself and then I like ran down a couple of the stairs and then I went back to my starting point and then I put it in my head. I said, I don't give a fuck. I'm committing to this one. I'm getting on that fucking rail and I'm landing this shit. So I fucking nailed it, man. I fucking I hooked on that rail perfectly. I go down 10 stairs and I don't know if you know this, but when you're on a skateboard and you hit a rail and there's anything more than five stairs, you your momentum is going fast as fuck. And so when I come off that rail, I turn my board around to to go switch, which means I'm landing opposite, which means I'm not landing the way that I normally ride. Um, And so my nose of my skateboard when I landed, you're supposed to land your your feet. When you land a big trick, you want your feet to land on the trucks where your bolts are on the top of the board. But when I was coming down, my foot landed on the nose of the board, which is the very top where it bends up. And because I had all that momentum, the board snapped. And when the board snapped, my ankle went underneath with with the uh, my foot and my ankle went underneath with all that momentum going forward and it basically just fucking turned my foot uh, like 190 to 90, 180 because it wasn't even totally backwards it was totally backwards and then bent some more uh. and I didn't even realize it when it happened I'm just like oh fuck I just ate shit and then I try to jump up I'm like I'm jump up grab my board run up there and do it again but when i tried to stand on my feet and i just fell over and i looked down at my ankle and my foot wasn't even facing the right way i was like ah shit i'm fucked and that moment totally fucked with my head and my confidence in my skateboarding and i realized wow i could really get hurt doing this Mm. and and so that was pretty much the end of my skateboarding career because once you lose confidence and you're scared of getting hurt, like you're, you're done yeah. because you can't, you have to be fearless to be a, a, a good professional skateboarder. I believe that that rail and that, that area was actually featured in Tony Hawk's pro skaters. Uh, yeah. Tony Hawk pro skater too. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, that school is there. And actually what's funny is in Tony Hawk pro skater three, three or two i'm not sure which one it was when you go to the board shop and you're like picking out your equipment in the video game when you're picking out Mm -hmm. your equipment and and your clothes and shit it's chaos skateboarding which is a skateboard shop that sponsored me when i lived in la no shit that's awesome yeah yeah i i was never good at skateboarding I i just wasn't loved was fascinated by it. You know what I mean? Like I loved watching, you know, Tony Hawk. I mean, I mean, come on, it's, it's Tony motherfucking Hawk, you know, it, one of the greatest to, to ever do it. And then you, you well, I'm you know, a street skater, so I have a different opinion about Tony Hawk. Right. He's, he's, he's a great vert skater, but I mean, if, if, if you're in the skateboarding industry or just into skateboarding at all, like vert is the gay, gay side of skateboarding. That's like, uh, you know, I'll wear your pads and your helmets and you're on a fucking predestined thing. Street skateboarding is where it's at because that shit wasn't made for you to skateboard. You're fucking finding your own way and it's way more dangerous. So is that where like the Bob Burnquist come in, come into play? 
know Bob Bernquist was also a vert skater. He only skated on fucking pre-made ramps and shit like that. That is where you're, and I'm going to say two names right now that you might not recognize. Rodney Mullen and Daywon Song come into play. Those people were the biggest innovators in skateboarding. Rodney Mullen, even Tony Hawk will tell you that Rodney Mullen is the best skateboarder to ever fucking live. This guy invented the kickflip. The kickflip. He invented... Only one person can say you invented the kickflip. This guy said, wait, why does this board just have to stay straight? Why don't we flip this motherfucker around and then land on top of it? Not only did he invent the kickflip, but he invented every single flip trick that came after it. Okay. Because... His father, they lived They lived in a small town, and the only place he had to skateboard was in his garage. So he had to figure out how to do tricks with no obstacles. Mm. Now that, now, now, educate me some more, because this is, this is fascinating stuff, because as, as someone that grew up at just, oh, you see Tony Hawk, you know what I mean? Like, street skating out here wasn't as big as it was out in California, you know what I mean? Like, basically, when you think of street skating automatically i think california uh, you know i don't know if that's where it did originate but in my mind that is where it pretty much originated you know what i mean and, and it kind of moved it is, it is the motherland of street skateboarding i would say that san francisco is the motherland of street skateboarding when when you were growing up in the 90s watching these videos like the 411 videos that i just talked about like i grew up watching these videos wanting to be a professional skateboarder and then 401 comes to me is hey we want to feature you i'm like fuck yeah so i'm going all of these places like hubba hideout in san francisco like i was skating at all these places just like every single place i seen in videos in my in my from 19 years old until i was about 22 23 years old all i was doing was hitting up these famous skateboarding spots where all the famous skateboarders skated and trying to outskate them no shit that uh, it man um i'm gonna pull something up here and at the same time i was acting in porn (laughs) (laughs) i was doing it all bitches i was doing it all working on a research paper about the future Uh, i'm getting famous one way or another motherfucker no right (laughs) Uh, let's see if we can fast forward this what'd you pull up here uh hang on you'll see I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mute this because it's playing an ad, and I don't like to... Okay, here we go. Let's skip the ad. All right. Let me get back here and share my screen. I'm going to be Ryan Dean right now and say dead air. Dead air. Dead air. Dead air, dead air. Hopefully the sound comes through. Which it's not really, but this is an old uh, VHS skate tube from 411, number one, 1993. Do any of these names look familiar to you? Of course, they're all vert doing doing stuff. Well, no, here here's some street. I just pulled up the first one that I found. 
Let's see if there's a different one. Let's go to oh, 99. Yeah, so that, that showed, um, man, that showed Eric Costin, who is another great street skater. What I liked about that 4-in-1 intro that you just played is they showed, uh, it was kind of 50-50, right? It showed the lame-ass vert skaters, but it also showed 50% of the dope-ass street skaters. Mm-hmm. And yeah, man, I looked, at, I looked at vert skaters the same way I looked at rollerbladers. You guys are just fucking fruit booters with a board. That's the way I looked at them. <laughs> like I was like, you guys, like go fucking hit a rail. That'll impress me. Fucking grow some balls and jump down twelve stairs doing a kickflip and fucking land that shit. Like your your fucking ramp was made for skateboarding. Like fuck you. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I had a when I was growing up at 16 years old. Me and my dad built a half pipe in my backyard, so I can vert skateboard. But at the same time, that shit is just so easy. It's just meant for skateboarding. Kind of like uh, snowboarders when they, they they do their their version of the the verts and they go up one side, down the other, up to one side, down the other, and it's like, eh. And you call this X Games, but you know, I, I get where you're coming from. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It is okay. Okay, so. There is a difference between vert on a snowboard because I was also a semi-professional snowboarder. So there's a, there's a huge difference in in vert on a skateboard and vert on a snowboard. And when you're when you're doing a half pipe run on a snowboard, there's an angle to the half pipe mm-hmm. so that you're constantly going downhill, right? So you have to calculate that angle and how you land because you have to land at a certain angle or else you're gonna get fucked. On a half pipe, it's almost easy because it's it's a one one eighty direction. No matter what, like you have to land perfectly this way, perfectly. It's just one eighty direction. But when you're doing flips and spins and grabbing your board, and you're also going downhill and you're landing on vert, it, it, it's it's a whole different fucking ball game when it comes to vert on a skateboard. When it comes to vert on a snowboard, and people that do vert on a snowboard, like big ups to you guys because well. Like I'm not saying I can't do it, but I'm not. I'm not amazing. I'm not going to be doing fucking rodeo flips in my 40s. But why? Uh, but I will, I will say this though. I still have a standoff standoffish when it comes to skateboarding. I keep a skateboard in my car. Well, I don't have a car at the moment, but I keep a skateboard in my car at all times because if I see a cool spot, I'm going to go skate that shit. Um, with with snowboarding, man, it, it it's 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 apples and oranges. That's like comparing Biggie and Tupac. Like, yeah, they both rap, but it's not the same. Yeah, it it, it isn't. And when when you explain the uh, the snowboarding aspect, I it, it it brought into mind. Okay, that would be almost kind of like surfing. You know what I mean? That wave's constantly moving. You have to take into account of you know how the wave might form you got to land at a certain angle so you can continue your momentum. I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even think of that. And when, when you talk about a vert ramp, yeah, it's just straight up, straight down, do a couple turns, straight down, go up, do a couple flips, straight down. And it's just back and forth and back and forth where they're actually going down the side of a mountain. So that makes, that makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot, a lot of fucking sense. And, and it's funny that you bring that up. Like uh, snowboarding is way more like surfing than skateboarding is. But you know why skateboarding was invented, right? No. Do you know where skateboarding was invented? Uh, SoCal, right? Yes, in Venice Beach. 
So skateboarding was invented, and it was the longboard, basically correct. Uh, no, they didn't start out as longboards, but they did have like big wheels. And actually, when they started out, the wheels sucked. They didn't even have the the plastisol wheels that we have now. But when it first started out, it was to mock surfing, so that when you weren't able to go surfing, you could still surf. And it was yeah. and and that's why skateboarding was invented. But man, I'm going to tell you straight up, like, because I surf as well. Uh, snowboarding is probably the closest thing that you can get to surfing, other than surfing. Okay, that makes sense. I've never surfed. I mean, I mean there's, there's huge differences. Don't get me wrong. I mean, when you're when you're carving, when you're carving on the water and you're carving in the snow, it feels totally different. But it's damn near the same motion. Okay. Yeah. Only you're on land. Um, and I get that. I mean, I have been on a skateboard to know that, you know, how, you know, if you're going to ride one, you know, you lean and it, it, it does that. And it does, now that you mention it, mimic how a surfer will turn his board and, you know, go left, go right, you know, this and that. It always fascinated me. I just know I was too much of a fucking klutz to, to do it. Um, my version of skateboarding, I I, I bought a, a vision skateboard off some kid for like i don't know like 10 15 bucks right and at the time Vision like, skateboard let me guess this was between 1987 and 1989 uh yeah somewhere in there yep and i thought i was the shit yeah cuz that's that's when vision that's when vision skateboards came out and then they had vision streetwear yeah. And they had those shoes. They were like high top shoes that almost looked like Converse, but they were like a little thicker, like almost like the PF Flyers, but they said Vision Streetwear. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Do you remember PF <laughs> Flyers guaranteed to make you run faster and jump higher? I, I don't remember those. That, that might have been. You don't remember PF Flyers? No. Bro, look up PF Flyers and bring those up on the screen real quick. PF uh, Flyers. Do you remember the movie The Sandlot? Yeah. Dude, that was he was so juiced because he got a pair of PF flyers. Oh, no shit. So let's see here. PF flyers. Well, do you want PF flyers or PF flyers sandlot? Oh, is there a difference? Well, I think they're the original PF flyers are just black shoes, and it says PF flyer in green. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, do this. Speaking of black shoes, uh, remind me to bring up a story right after uh, we talk about this that I saw yesterday that I was like, what the, are you, are you kidding me? Like, seriously? All right. Yeah, man. So those are PF flyers. It's basically a knockoff of, uh, I'm going to tell you three ways I use generators. I don't know. Uh, oh. CreateFasterAdobe.com. Uh, skip ad. Damn ads. Johnny Quest, brought to you by... Brought to you by PF Flyers with a magic wedge that helps you run your fastest and jump your highest. PF Flyers by BF Goodrich. No shit. By BF Goodrich. Oh. I didn't even know that. By BF Goodrich, really. <laughs> I didn't know that either. Like, holy shit. By BF Goodrich. Like, you're like, yeah, they make you run faster. <laughs> I mean, 
Hey. Yeah, that's their slogan. Guaranteed to make you run faster and jump higher. That's funny. And then and then and then Nike came out with the Jordans and it says I want to be like Mike. Mhm. So that, like when the Jordans came out, it totally took over the shoe industry. Oh yeah. And did you ever watch that to the uh, point where did you ever watch the documentary slash movie on on that on Netflix that they did about on Nike when they were trying to get yeah when they were trying to get Jordan he he wanted Converse yeah or was it Adidas he wanted Adidas. no yeah I think it was Adidas um, because Chuck Taylor they were after Chuck Taylor Chuck Taylor ended up going with the 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 Converse and what have you um, the movie had Matt Damon and somebody else in it but Matt Damon Matt Damon uh. But it was actually a pretty good Netflix original. I li- you know, I liked it. I got an enjoyment out of it, and you know, it kind of told the backstory hey, I mean, of of you know the shoe industry at the time. You know what I mean? And like you said, once once Jordan signed, how- whew, it changed everything. True, true. But how true is that documentary? Because you know, I really enjoyed the Social Network that talks about how Facebook was so uh, supposedly created, but that's an entire fucking fabrication. Well, bro, so like, bro, how do we... bro, the social network was up in the movie theaters. This was a Netflix original, so it has to be true. Okay, never mind. It must be true. <laughs> you're, you're like, where the fuck's this motherfucker going? But it's like cuties is true, right? Because that was a Netflix original. It wasn't a documentary first. It was a Netflix original where gross ass old men watch young girls in bikinis. Yeah. Like young girls maybe like six years old. Yeah. I, I never understood mm. You, you did you ever uh you ever pay attention to back in the day when Donald Trump was hosting all those beauty pageants and shit? And there was an interview where he was like doing a walkthrough and he was like, yeah, man, it's great. Like these, like no men get to walk back here, but because I run this, I get to walk back here and look at all these beautiful girls. And it's like, yo, dude, there's not a girl in here older than 14 fucking years old. Mm-hmm. And then people, people will bring up the pictures of, uh, of Trump and Epstein and all these, uh, people that would like give their soul to drop down on their knees and take Trump's cock in their mouth that run these podcasts. Like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to say names. We, the people radio and the, in the great divide and, and steaks for breakfast, these podcasts that like would give nothing to like grab, but to grab their ankles and let Donald Trump fuck them in the ass because they love him so fucking much. Like, disregard these facts they disregard these facts they're like mm-hmm. yo there's pictures of donald trump hanging out with epstein but yet you're doing these fucking acrobatics in your mental to make it make sense and i'm sorry it doesn't make sense if you're uh-huh. this rich and you're this powerful and you're rubbing elbows with these people you're fucking involved in some way or another i don't give a fuck like, you know, like, yes, we all have a friend that's a piece of shit who we found out later was a piece of shit and we don't fuck with them anymore. So, yes, I get that. Maybe that is the possibility. But come on, man. Jeffrey Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein, mm-hmm. you have to know what the fuck he's about, what he's doing. And 
and just to be in the same room with him and then and then when Jislaine Maxwell's in pictures with him and he's like oh no she photobombed me I'm like come on bitch please you're at the same fucking function as this bitch right and uh you're only saying photobomb you because Hillary Clinton's fucking wedding yeah yeah uh what's Chelsea Clinton yeah Chelsea Chelsea Clinton I'm sorry same thing just different different fucking face yeah the two uh, bill and hillary get together and have a kid that looks like a female version of butthead yeah no that, that is the ugliest female alive <sighs> thank thank god there's guys with no fucking standards that actually fucking found her attractive enough to marry her uh i think they found uh the connections and power uh attractive they just kind of yeah that's probably true and he's lucky he didn't he didn't get clinton yet yeah um, but but like you say, you know, people people do all this mental gymnastics and, and well, blah blah blah, make excuses and excuses and excuses, and and now the newest thing. And for for people listening right now, because we're, we're fixing to turn over to the Patreon uh, portion of this show, this is a big step for Catalyst to kind of come out and point this shit out because he was bigger into Q than even I was. And I was I was big into Q. And it when when we first started hooking up and, and doing podcasts, man, you were you were still on that 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 train and, and didn't want to let it go. And then finally you, you let it go and it's like the blinders came off and you were like, Holy fuck. I I was duped and I'm like, yeah, so was I, man. And it's like we need a whole support group now. You know, like I was duped from Q and and now the newest thing is, do you notice how Donald Trump is always wearing the white MAGA hat now? He's a white hat. Oh, you know what? That is so <laughs> fucking just for PSYOP issues, yes. too, because it's not like he's not aware of Q. He's not. It's not like he he's just stringing those fucking people along. Uh-huh. Man. The, the, oh, my gosh. Yes. Uh so so we're about to go into the Patreon in uh, 55 seconds. Before we go into the Patreon, I, I just want to say, man, if you're still on board with Q, look into the things that Trump has done in his past. Look at the people that he keeps in his circle. Look at the fact that he is also an Israel plant and did his – kids go to jesuit schools or not and if you have an issue with any of those things then then look into them just look into them you know like you can't be a supporter of an organization if the leader of the organization is a fucking piece of shit which is why i was a diehard raider fan my entire life but fuck mark davis i'm out Ooh, burn feel the burn hey you're more than, hey you're more than welcome to come up to green bay wisconsin we are a loving. Uh, your and guys' owner is a piece of shit too, man. I'm fucking no. <sighs> Saying our owner's a piece of shit is telling me I'm a piece of shit because I'm a stakeholder. We're 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 owned by the people. We have a general manager. No. Your general manager is a piece of shit. He's a, he's dumb. And he is. He's dumb. He needs to go. And the and the fact that Green Bay won't support Aaron Rodgers anymore, like after he left, they're like. Oh, we don't even know who that is. What do you mean? Like well, they, did, they, they did the same thing with Brett. We never even, did we even talk to him? Did, uh, no, we don't know that guy. Mm-hmm. Now, plug your stuff for, for the free listeners real quick, and we'll jump into the Patreon. 
All right. Awesome, man. So if you guys want to go ahead and go to whiterabbitpodcast.com, that will take you to most of my links. You can get my merch, everything from there. My videos are mainly streamed on Rockfin. I stream them for free on Rockfin. However, I just created a Patreon and there's going to be a shit ton of bonus content behind the scenes stuff that will probably blow you away when you hear these podcasters talk how they talk when they're not being recorded. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Join the White Rabbit Patreon. Uh, that is going to be starting this month. So that's all I got to say, man. And uh, Ghost, for for the people that aren't going to pay for the rest of this, man, thank you for listening to Ghost because this guy is one of the coolest motherfuckers in this movement that I've ever met. Well, thank you. I'm 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 humbled. Trust me, I'm humbled by 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 that comment. And you know, go go give White Rabbit five star rating and review. Apple, iTunes, uh, Spotify. All you have to do is hit the five star and walk away. Uh, White Rabbit, uh, like you said, starting a Patreon. So Patreon.com forward slash White Rabbit Podcast uh, is that is that the full name? White Rabbit. You put it on White Rabbit Podcast. So Patreon.com. White Rabbit yeah, podcast. I have to put podcast at the end of it because there's a bunch of fucking people that want to be me, and there's a lot of White Rabbit accounts popping up. But just know if it doesn't say White Rabbit podcast, well, that's not me. That's somebody trying start? to be me. They want to. I'm bad shit. What you read in the covenant is cap. I was bred by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. Another sapien that's on the globe. Lost cold, looking for the direction, but don't nobody know. The only bit of insight that they ever sold me, I've been start to find out, doesn't really hold. Every highfalutin piece of shit hidden in a tie, high motives to align goals. Cheating on your wife, my ties at the ninth hole. Someone gotta die, they don't care, they itemize souls. Tit jobs from Botox to light bulbs, light bulbs in my head of where I might go. I'm on a tightrope, walking the sedge. And I've been wondering if anyone loves me, shit And I've been wondering if anyone loves me, yeah Fuck And I've been wondering if, look I've been hopping down this rabbit hole for quite some time To find lines that connect through to all their lies They normalize a real life poltergeist To trust Pfizer with a remedy to make you right The thought's sick I'll take a chance and roll my dice Because something in my stomach isn't sitting right I want a soul search, find a place to bring in light But I can't cause Fuck I'm bad shit, what you read in the covenant It's cap You were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it, we bat shit What we read in the covenant, it's cap We were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it I want the power to shake shit and shift shape Tap into pineal eye without a mistake We have the power to live right and get straight But they found a way to remove this, they bitch made Hey. Keep on calcifying glands with your flow ride while I flow ride the valor of rhyme. I'm flying high by the seat of my pants. A beat speaking to me, know I'm talking back every chance. Hoping one day I make it overseas or to France. But in the Northwest, I trip without a traveling band. Yeah. 
And that's word to my cat plug I'm higher than giraffe puss Look what the cat drug in Now I'm scribbling this rap in the bathtub At midnight I don't fill it up with the tap cup Soaking in my cannabis suds Anything for a buzz Reclaim my residue inside of a dab jug Peel through a fat stash Burning the last nug I picture this dimension I don't want to come back from But here I am still stuck in the bathtub My brain fried but honestly I'm fine I'd rather not have one I'm batshit I'm fucking bad shit, and it's your fucking fault. It's their fault. Straight up. I'm done. I'm bad shit, what you read in the covenant. It's cap. You were fed by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. Enough of it. Enough of it. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.